0: Good morning, this is Christine DiGiacomo, and today's morning briefing is called Paul, The End. This is hard for me to write, hard for me to think about, I guess, as I just cannot believe it has come down to this. Paul is to be executed. Soldiers roughly grab him out of his dank Roman prison cell under orders from Nero that he is to face beheading. Oh, Paul knew this day would likely come. Almost as soon as he began preaching the gospel, men had sought to kill him. Nothing deterred Paul from his calling. He had determined that he would do anything for the cause of Christ. I have become all things to all men, he said, so that I might by all means save some. The important thing is that in every way Christ is preached. I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Always before this, God had spared his life from riots, stoning, and shipwrecks. But he knew this time was different. Permit me here to comment, please, that we have now arrived at the final stop in Paul's writings, the close of his second letter to Timothy, his son in the faith, who he dearly loved. Incarcerated once again, this time in Rome, Paul knew that he was facing a cruel death at the hands of the Romans. This is the thirteenth letter of Paul's that we have studied through all of the writings, and there are hundreds, are archived at pastorwoman.com, and they may be accessed free of charge. Now, Paul acknowledges to Timothy, For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time for my departure is near. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Do your best to come to me quickly. Paul's affection for Timothy and his desire to be with him are evident. In addition, he asks him to bring his scrolls and parchments, scriptures that he wished to be studying. I think to myself, Right up to the closing scene of his life, Paul is learning, keeping himself steeped in God's word, a good part of the reason he is finishing race this race so well. Demas, Paul's companion, forsook him at his greatest hour of need. Imagine, he had traveled with Paul, knew his heart for God and the people, saw him teach, heard him pray, and still turned away from him. Yet as much as he loved Demas, Paul kept moving forward, true to the call of God. Stay faithful, Timothy, Paul is telling his young friend, no matter who stays and who goes. You know, like Demas with Paul, people close to us can hurt us deeply. Some may even reject us as we go closer to God. What will be our reaction, especially when they are people we love? People we thought loved us. We must purpose to stay faithful. We must stay faithful to God and to what Mm. He has called us to do. There was never any retreat with Paul, and we do not sense any regret either. No self-pity. Remarkable, to say the least. He is anxious for Timothy to come to him, but the Bible gives no indication that Timothy made it to Paul in time. Paul also names Alexander the metalworker as someone Timothy should be on guard against, as he had apparently betrayed Paul to the Roman authorities. Then Paul goes on to say, At my first defense, no one came to my support, but everyone deserted me. It harkens back to the time when Jesus was on trial, does it not? No one stood up to speak a word in his defense. No one stood by his side. And in fact, two of Jesus' closest friends betrayed him. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing, Jesus said. And Paul similarly said, right here at this time, May the Lord not lay it to their account. Paul does name one who was with him, Luke. Luke the physician and writer of the Gospel and the Book of Acts. Luke was somewhere near Paul, no doubt tending to him as he was permitted. We all need a Luke, friends. Someone who will stay, someone who will be with us, even in our darkest times. Do you have a Luke in your life? If so, express your gratitude and appreciation. If not, put yourself in a position to meet one and to be Luke in return. Seek out a community of believers who are on the journey together, those who are wanting to follow Christ and be Christ to others in this lonely world. We are not meant to live life without the intimacy and companionship of other Christ-minded, loving people. Again, Paul is our example. Amen. If you'd like to read this or print it out, consider the several uh, scripture resources that were cited, you can go to pastorwoman.com, click on Powerful Bible Teaching, Morning Briefings, and again, the title of this one, Paul, the End.